On episode 131 of the Vincast, I chat with cult Burgundy producer JJ Morell. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of The Vincast. My name is James Gasbrook, otherwise known as The Intrepid Wino. And thank you so much for your ongoing support of uh, myself uh, and also my wines. Uh, I'm really excited to be uh, finally um, showing my Nebbiolo from 2017 uh, spanner in the works. Uh, please do keep an eye um, on your retailer and uh, wine bar or restaurant of choice, and hopefully you might see it out there um, very, very soon. But uh, I'm very excited also about the 2018 vintage here uh, I'm excited about working with some more Vermentino, some Sangiovese, and uh, possibly introducing a new variety, which uh, I'll be sharing on my social media. Uh, and uh, and also the last video of uh, the 2017 winemaking experience will be available on my YouTube channel, I hope, very, very soon. Uh, I'd also um, love to share with you that uh, I've had some incredible uh, mentions of the podcast in some US-based uh, publications. Uh, firstly, a uh, big, big shout out and thank you to former guest of the podcast, Christina Picard, who is a contributor to Wine Enthusiast magazine in the US uh, and who asked me for my uh, humble opinion about great places uh, to uh, eat and drink here in Melbourne uh, as one of the top 10 wine destinations of 2018 in Wine Enthusiast magazine. Uh, and also, I want to thank uh, both Levy Dalton, the uh, godfather of wine podcasts. Uh, I'll drink to that. I do highly recommend checking that out. It's a, a far superior podcast than my own, uh, but also to Eric Asimov for their article in the New York Times uh, where they mentioned the Vincast as a, a great wine podcast to listen to. Truly, truly humbled in both cases. Um, really could not have imagined that uh, I would be mentioned in such incredible company, uh, in such Im amazing publications. So uh, it is a, a bit of a pinch me uh, moment uh, to be uh, mentioned in such fantastic places. So thank you, as I said, for all the support. I really do appreciate it. Uh, as always, I, I, I love for people to uh, get in contact with me, but more importantly, to leave a rating and a review of the podcast, uh, particularly on iTunes, as it is a fantastic way to get the audience to grow a little bit and provide some feedback both to myself and uh, guests of the show. But uh, speaking of guests of the show, uh, I'm really, really, really um, glad to finally be able to share a, a chat I had with JJ Morel or Jean-Jacques Morel, uh, famed um, or cult uh, Burgundy producer uh, that I recorded late last year when he was here, uh, and uh, and I, I found the, the the chat both inspirational uh, and also um, very engaging. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Please do stick around until the end to uh, find out how to get in contact with both myself and JJ. But uh, until then, I'll see you on the other side. So I'm uh, I'm very honoured to be sitting with uh, Jean-Jacques Morel, if I can call you JJ, um, and I really do appreciate you making some time whilst you were here in Australia to be on my podcast. Um, I, I I start every episode of my my show by asking my guest 
if they can remember. When, when did wine become important to you? When, when did uh, you start to think about wine in a different way that uh, possibly led you in the path to, uh, to be in the wine industry? Okay. Um, first, first my, my father was a kind of businessman. And when I was 16, uh, I used to saw him. Um, I used to see him um, getting prisoned for uh, at the end of the year, and and uh, the presents were the most of the time wine bottles, mm -hmm. and I was always looking at him, and he, he was looking every time he was looking before opening open a bottle, he was looking at the the bottom of the bottle, and I was wondering why. And then, okay, I traveled. I quit my family, I traveled, and I made a lot of different jobs. And until I didn't, I didn't, I didn't drink any wine until I was, I was 20, 25 maybe. Mm. And and then uh, I went to uh, I went to US to uh, work a little bit, and and when I came back in France, I began to um, to work on on design, for example, one of the different jobs, and and I start to. Um, taste a little bit of wine and the idea was the not, not the idea the view was always in my mind my father looking at the bottom of the bottle and uh, after traveling then with my almost wife uh, we came back to France and and uh, we were living in Paris, and when we decided to, to get children, we decided that it was not in Paris. We wanted children in the countryside. So, where could we go? And her parents were uh, living in Burgundy, so we decided to go to Burgundy. And just arriving in Burgundy, I just arrived a, a little house and surrounded by by vineyards and okay i tried to uh, to get some little jobs in burgundy in around the house and and finally some people said okay i i did the bad baddest jobs in the vineyard because i didn't know anything about it and finally, after two or mm, three years, maybe, uh, I decided to go to school, go back to school, because I, w I wanted to know about, about vineyards, mm -hmm. about those plants. Sure. And I, I, I finished the courses, and, okay, now... I would like to. I would like to work because in the vineyard, because, because really and and officially, because uh, this is something very interesting for me. 
If I could just interrupt you, yeah, you are giving a very, very fast forward <laughs> story of, of your journey of your life. If I can, yeah, can I take you all the way back? Yeah. So you grew up in Paris. Yes. Uh, and your your family they weren't inter- they weren't involved in wine industry at all. But you said that your your father was gifted bottles of wine. Yeah. Um, did you did you think about why he was looking at the bottom? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming the punt of the bottle. Uh... I uh, was this more I important never... than the label for him? Yes, more yes. important than the label. Yes. Okay, yes, because I, must t- I didn't know why. Uh, well, m- I must tell you that my grandmother, yeah, her theory, yeah. she didn't know anything about wine, but yeah. her theory was that the deeper yeah. the, the, the punts, the and yeah. the bottom of the bottle, the better the wine. So when we would bring a bottle of wine to dinner, she would say, okay, let me just check the bottle. Oh, that's a good bottle. That's a good bottle. And, it was, and I thought about it many years later and I thought, how interesting that probably the wine bottles that have the biggest, the deepest punt is Burgundy and Champagne. Yeah. Oh, yes, maybe. <laughs> so I think that's like maybe she has good taste as well because yeah. my preference is more for Burgundy than for Bordeaux. <laughs> okay. But uh, so, so um, you, you traveled. Yes. What what was your desire to travel? Did you have any idea about what you wanted to do for a career or do you just wanted to live an experience? No, just living experiences. And I didn't get any 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 thought about career a career. What what know? did your family what your parents do? Oh my father was a, a kind of businessman. He was he was working on the um, uh how could I say cookies fabric. Fabric. Oh, I mean firm, firm. Okay, sorry, yeah. Yeah, big Fabrication, firm. yep. Yeah, a Company. big firm <clears throat> on, on cookies, I mean, yeah. Biscuits, okay. Yeah, yeah. biscuits. Yeah. yeah. And, and my mother was just a um, um, uh, mother, <laughs> you know. Yes, the and most important job. She, yes, but <laughs> she was a good cooker. Yes. Also. So she, she did she give you uh, an appreciation for very good food? For the food, yes. Yeah. For the food, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Um, so where, where, where did you want to travel? Did you have ideas about traveling overseas, particular countries or places? What, were you interested in, in culture, in nature, in just having a good time? I was not, I was not, um, I was not, on the on the nature at this time not not really i mean yes nature was was very nice for me but i didn't think about it about the nature i was more thinking about meeting people different people from different language okay and 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 that's all yes <laughs> and and so so where did you try when did you where did you spend most of your time uh, when you were traveling Oh, I traveled in Europe a little bit, and then uh, in nineteen oh in seventy seventy nine, I met I met a an American woman, mm-hmm. I mean girl, and and okay, we felt in love in a way, mm-hmm. uh, and two years later she came back to U.S. and. So I decided to go to see her, mm-hmm. and finally I uh, I just arrived in Oregon. Okay, and I didn't get so much money. And just after three weeks, 
in Oregon, or it would like it would be just right time to get a job. Okay, but I was only a tourist. Mm. So, uh, but she was studying, still studying in the university. Yes, and was she, she was she from Oregon? Oh no, she was she was born in Hawaii. In Hawaii, oh, yeah. wow, okay. But she was studying in, on the on the US. In, in Portland in, or in Eugene? Eugene, Eugene, okay. Yeah. But there's lots of yeah universities in yes, Eugene. Yes, and and the countryside is very very wonderful. beautiful, lovely. And after talking with people, I found a little association, uh, replanting trees, mm -hmm. and it was my first first experience. On working with nature and outside, yeah, okay, outside, mm. and I spent finally I spent uh, one and a half year in Oregon, or Oregon, and a little bit of of, if, of California. If you're a tourist, how did you get a job? It's best not to say. No, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was quite oh uh, okay. It was quite illegal. Mm. Yeah, but it was an association and. Some kind of did people think maybe, people did, did people think that maybe you were Mexican because you were working illegally uh, in some uh, in some yes in California I, maybe I was more? in California yeah. yes and in Texas in Texas I get a bad uh, bad because also I went to Mexico mm -hmm. a little bit yeah just some weeks and when I tried to get back to to US yes wow the border um, passing was really hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes because they they were thinking that i was mexican a mexican guy wow yeah did you, did you speak any spanish mm, just oh just a few a just a little little but bit. on the border between mexico and the us they probably wouldn't even know the difference they just assume yeah 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 um so you enjoyed the experience in in america oh yes yes very much because uh, i i not only stay in eugene I met some people, and uh, I met some people from the association, and and finally uh, I I went to uh, um, maybe 100 kilometers down south from Eugene, mm -hmm. and I was living in the forest. Yeah, in a little wood house in the forest, and spending my time to uh, to um, pick up. Pick up fruits to eat in the forest. Wow. Yes. And planting trees. So like a hermit. <laughs> a bit like a hermit. Yep. <laughs> that was very nice. Wow. Okay. So um, where, where did your the, the, the time in the US, when did that end and, and where did you go after that? Okay. In 94, I came back to France because finally... <clears throat> um, Something happened between us, between my girlfriend yes. and, and me. And finally, okay, I decided to come back to France. And I was very, quite a little bit sad. Mm. And I spent maybe six months um, working in France, in the south of France. And after that, I, I was, I was... I got I got in my mind to uh, continue to uh, travel. Yes. And so I just bought after 6 months of work, I bought a ticket to Mexico. Mm -hmm. And I spent 
maybe nine months in Mexico, traveling, only traveling, and looking at this culture, I mean, those different cultures in Mexico. And, yes. And Did you find it difficult to travel in Mexico? Not at all. No? Not at all. Because with my face, and, and I could... I was able to uh, to be uh, among the people mm -hmm. and know. Um, we say inconspicuous, not recognized inconspicuous. as a tourist. Yeah, okay. you know. I was I was just dressed as Mexican people, and and when it was uh, some kind of um, uh, difficult situation, I was not speaking because of the accent. And okay, I was just one among the people and and i spent time to travel in different different states different region and and then i go back to france mm -hmm. and when i go back when i go, uh, go back to france i i find the job in a firm in paris uh, a design one, mm -hmm. and for the for the fairs, you know, and building the the building all for the fair displays and stuff yeah. like that. Okay, yeah. and what's what sort of fair trade fair? Oh, old book fair or oh. in Paris? Okay, or or um, uh, I, I, I can't say. I, I went to Germany, to Italy, to, uh, with this firm, to um, Algeria for international fair. Um, wow. It was many, many different things. Sure. I was, I was just on building. Yes. Yeah, you know. And, and after some time, I... I I think I like very much to uh, to be independent, mm -hmm. you know. And after two years working for this fair, for, for this firm, uh, I met some people in this firm, and we decided to open to create our home firm, Little One, mm. and in in the same way, on the same way. I mean, building. For for fairs and also for houses. Sure. And and then after five years, uh, we decided with my my wife to uh, to get children. Mm -hmm. So we, the, the 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 work you are doing was this uh, a little bit sort of creative? It was like you say design. It was but yes, it was creative because we were we we were presenting. Presenting the 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 idea to the to the customer. So and, okay. But after that, we were doing it. Sure. So manually. So they they told you this is what the feel kind of what we want to when people see it. This is the what we want them to understand. And then you would have to go away and creatively think about yeah. how can we realize this? How can we yeah. make what what materials and yeah. okay yeah. And we present we present it to the customer, yeah. and he said yes or no. Oh, but I would like this or and not this. And did you enjoy this kind of this opportunity? Oh yes, yes, it, because it was using both you know your ability to 
to build something, but also to to realize it from your mind yes. and, and to yes. use this first, kind of language yes. to communicate. First to imagine. Yeah. And then, okay, looking at the, looking at the house, okay, um, what could we do in this house? Mm -hmm. Okay, we could do this and on the side. And, and each project was different and you had to talk with different people oh, in yes. different countries, different yes, cultures. Yes. This is probably yes. an interesting uh, opportunity. We were, we were also uh, building, I mean, um, uh, in the shop, in the stores. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Displays. This yeah. kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so then you, with your, with your wife, you decided to have children, and you yes. decided to move to Burgundy. Because my my wife, it's also the reason why we we went to uh, to Paris because she was a theater actress. Wow. Okay. And she was. She's not anymore. No, she was there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she was there. And and so it was easier for her to find different companies. And, but after five years, we decided to get children. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm, okay, but not in Paris, because it's a city and, and in, my, in my opinion, uh, an awful city. You know, um, <laughs> um, Paris is a lovely place to visit. I could not imagine living there. No, um, no. I, you know, there are many other cities in France that I would oh, yes. much prefer to live in. But you know, you visit Paris yes. every so often. It's nice. That's <laughs> what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm when I'm going to Paris. It's only for visiting. Yeah. And two days, three days to see some That's friends, all. to share yes. some wine. My daughter also, because she's living in Paris. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is she studying or working? She's working. Wow. She's um, she's a gardener. I mean, she's working in a garden, mm -hmm. uh, in a kindergarten. Kindergarten. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> she ma she's making. She's building the garden. She's Oh, she works. Yeah, she's she works. a gardener in a kindergarten. Yes. Wow. Yes. With very little little child, little children um, from. Maybe one and a half to five. Wow, okay, yeah. So and before, she before spent school. her time to uh, show to those children the nature. So she teaches them about where, where fruits and vegetables come from and, yeah, and how to yeah, grow. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. And, and she can feed the, the, those little children yeah. with, the, with the vegetables that's a and, very, very and the eggs because she got, she got chicken. chickens. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a really important thing to be teaching children. Yes. I think this is something, particularly in, in a city like Paris, for yes. example, yes. children have a, this, there's no connection with where food comes from, with, yes. with e agriculture. Exactly. And so to be able to teach them to say, you know, um, these, these foods that your, your parents give you at home, yeah. this is where it comes from. It's, this, not coming, it's not coming in the supermarket. No, no. no? Yeah. It's, it, it, grows, doesn't, it, it doesn't come it with grows. plastic wrapped around it. It grows yeah. in the earth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and so, so you moved to Burgundy. Yeah. Um, whereabouts in Burgundy did you um, move to? First, first in the south of Burgundy, um, just um, between, between Chalon-sur-Saône and Macon. Okay. Okay. In, this is the south part of Burgundy. So it's about halfway between the Côte d'Or and Beaujolais? Uh, yes, half part Roughly. between Beaujolais and Côte d'Or. Okay. Yes. Um, and so with, with obviously the wine industry being very, very important in this yes. part of France, yes. uh, you saw there was a, an opportunity to, to, to find some work in, uh, in viticulture. But this, uh, this not, not right. I mean, I was just looking at the vineyard and 
okay, I was in Burgundy and I realized uh, that um, if I can find a job in, in, on the vineyards, I will, I will spend my time outside and under the wing, the sun, the rain, sometimes frost, <laughs> frozen time. Mm. Yes. Recently. And yes. Oh, oh, it's yes. Been very bad. Yeah, quite bad. And finally, okay, the idea was a lovely idea in my mind, you mm -hmm. know. Um, you thought of the, the years you spent in, in uh, yes, southern Oregon, awesome. in the yes, forest, yes, in nature. Yes, it reminds me. Independence. Yeah, yeah it okay. reminds me those times, mm -hmm. you know. And yes, I, and I get. So you, you accepted the worst jobs yes, possible. Yes, like because, you didn't I mind didn't, to, to I, just, because I didn't know anything mm -hmm. about, about the vineyard. Mm -hmm. about, and, and okay, some people, some. Yeah, some people said, yes, you can do this. Oh, it, it was uh, repetitive work, you know, yes. always, always the same. And, but okay, it, it was okay because I was outside. And yes, and after two years, uh, I, don't, I, I, I thought it, it was quite, quite good for my body, for my health. To, to stay on this kind of job outside. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I, I should say that my wife told me, okay, why are, are you not going to school? I was 40. Why are you not going back to school? And since, since you are, you, you, looks, you, looks, you look passionate with this, so... Why don't you go back to school and learn about vineyard? It's healthy, healthy for the body, healthy for the the mind and yes, the soul. Also, also, yeah. yes, <laughs> because yeah, many many things, many dreams where you got time to uh, to dream mm -hmm. in the nature, mm -hmm. you know. And and I went back to school, and at the end I found at the end of the school I found a job in close to Macon. In Pouilly Fuissé, mm -hmm. in a domain. Uh, this domain was um, owned by by two people. Um, one French woman that inherited the domain. Yes, and freshly freshly um, um, graduate from the school also, yes. and her husband was still living in Italy because he was an architect. Okay. And, and so I was in charge of the vineyard and a little bit of the cellar. Um, but then when her husband came back in France, uh, he, he just uh, kept the, the managing of the domain and uh, and some things uh, were happening that we we were not uh, okay with the with the work with the some the idea of the work okay. and so so i quit and just before quitting my uh, my parents in law my father in law who were living in saint aubin Mm -hmm. proposed me 
did propose me to uh, to plant some vineyards. So um, rum rum rum, we said okay. Okay. And we went to Saint Aubin. Yes. Just up north. Okay. And and then it was um, two thousand year, and I planted my first vineyard in Saint Aubin in two thousand, and the next one in two thousand one, and and I was also uh, um, working in a big domain in Saint Aubin, but totally conventional and. What is important also is um, when I went back to school, it was a school for vineyard, but a conventional. Sure. So we have a lot of lot of names of chemicals, and I don't remember none of them. <laughs> um, but okay, it was not too bad because uh, when I uh, when I was working also in the big domain. It was a quite conventional one, the chemical one. And when I decided to work with the both vineyard to find a, a little more vineyards to rent, and I decided, okay, now I want to work for myself, make the wine, and but not in, on this way, not in this way. Is this when you made the decision, like that you, you you were passionate about working, you know, with sustainable farming, you know, organic biodynamic these kind of practices, or did you have this idea for many years before? Did you were you, were you interested in more ecological ways of working in the vineyard than than in conventional? Not only in the vineyard. I mean, with the nature, I. I I couldn't imagine uh, when when I when I was in the school, um, I mean in the school in the um, viticulture school. Yes. Uh, first time I didn't understand uh, what they are, what about the they were talking, you know? Yeah. Because because I just before I couldn't imagine that. Oh, okay. Uh, um, viticulture was so much on chemicals. I, I didn't thought that viticulture was so um, chemical. Um, yes, chemical mm. on chemicals. Mm -hmm. You know, and yes, and and all the time, all the time, I think. Uh, since my my youth, uh, I was not imagining that all the vegetables that we 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 are eating are so so um, sprayed with chemicals. Yeah, I didn't thought it, you know. And then, uh, so you, so the so you planted two vineyards. Yeah. And you decided when you were planting that you didn't want to work in a conventional way. Oh, no, no, no. And even the first one, the first vineyard I planted, on the first season, um, I, I just... Uh, it was not a decision. It was almost something uh, quite, uh, in French, we say, inné, mm -hmm. that comes... Like this, it comes like this. You, know, you don't, you never th think 
about it. It's just natural. The universe decided comes, for you. Yeah. And I didn't spray any, any, anything, even, even organic. Mm. I didn't spray anything on it. And finally, on, on, at the end of the season, there were not, not, not a leaf. <laughs> On the on the vineyard because because the downy mildew came mm -hmm. and and I didn't de I didn't do anything and finally uh, for this vineyard I think it was a qu quite a, a kind of uh, of vaccine you know because mm -hmm. okay those little plants uh, knew that what what was What is what is downy mildew? <laughs> yes, what nature is providing to them, and how to fight yeah. it, and how to be resistant. Yes. yes. Wow. Okay. And the next year, the plants were very beautiful, mm. as if they were stronger. Uh, yeah, and or as if nothing happened. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, and and this is a, it is a, I guess for most people, it's a very scary idea to to take this risk potentially to say i'll do nothing and if nature gives me problems that's okay the vines will find the balance they will find a way to recover to become stronger and mm -hmm. then next time mm -hmm. it happens they are more resistant it's a very scary idea particularly somewhere like burgundy where you know land is very expensive yes you know the 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 the, the yield is very low the amount of wine you can make to sell is is very difficult so to take a risk when you have five hectares if you lose everything that's hey that's a oh, year without yeah. income it's yeah a, it's yeah, a big yeah. problem yeah yeah but also also i was working on a domain you know so it was I, i got two jobs sure in fact yes and yes i think and and also i think i in a way i i like very much not the risk Um, not the risk. Uh, it's not the risk that I, I like very much. It's the just the, the um, be present. Mm -hmm. You know, be present and okay. Uh, nature is for me is very beautiful, but in a way, I know that nature can be very strong and very destructive. And but there is always. For me, there is always a balance. Mm -hmm. Something bad happening, okay, and then recovering and good, good, good things are coming after. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I think it's it, like when we, as people, when we are sick. Yeah. When you are sick, you okay. feel terrible. You think, "Oh, I've never felt yeah. worse than yeah. this," yeah. and yeah. I can't yeah. imagine what it is like to feel good again. Yeah. But with rest and and yeah. you know you look after yourself, yeah, <laughs> lots of water, yeah, and you recover, yeah, and you feel better, yeah, you feel yeah, better yeah. than you did before, yes, yes. Um, so when when was your first crop to to make wine with? Okay, um, uh, three years uh, three years after planting my my first vineyard uh i was i was uh, meeting some some uh, people some uh, winemakers around around saint-aubin and and finally uh, i became i became friend with dominique derain mm -hmm. which is a biodynamic winemaker in saint-aubin and we became friend 
And, and I told him one day, uh, it was just um, in maybe in September, I think September, I was, yes, I was harvesting with him. And, and I told him, okay, you know, if I'm, I'm, it's so boring to work for this big domain, you know. So if you can, if you hear, if you hear about, about um, some vineyard to rent, just tell me. And 15 days later, wow. he called me and he said, okay, there is one of my neighbors uh, is, is going to retirement. Call his owner. I did. And because I was not from the village, because there is a big, a big, um, how could I say, a big, um, I, I, I can't find a word even in French. Sorry. It's, uh, people are very... Uh, where they're very suspicious of uh, people from other uh, not only uh, not only even uh, between themselves okay you know uh, very protective concurrence, secretive concurrency yeah you know there is a big concurrency okay. because of the price of the wine of, of the vineyard of course yes so uh and this owner just because i wasn't from the from the village he said yes okay yeah Two, two years later, he was regretting. <laughs> <laughs> why, 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 why was oh, he regretting? Because he wasn't. Because all this area, except Dominique de Rhin, uh, is unconventional. Yes. And uh, without with um, highway road. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there is no grass at all on the on the row in the row of the vineyards. There is fertilizer every year. There's Many, many, many things like this, you know, chemicals and so. Since uh, my my absolute idea was to uh, to follow, just follow, follow the nature. I let the grass come on the vineyard, and sometimes it's almost a jungle. Uh, but okay, it it grows, it grows, and. And I, I can harvest also, and so so your your decisions about how you are working in the in the vineyard, you said it was very innate. You, yes, you, you. This wasn't necessarily something you read or someone told you something. Oh, you, if you do this, then it will be good. You just sort of said, "I'm going to allow nature to find its own path." Yeah, and I want to see. I want to learn. Yeah, to 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 understand if I do something or if I don't do something, how it will affect the, the vineyard and, and, the, and the, the grapes. Yeah, and I've, I, I was, uh, I, I found just a little bit later uh, some books to read, uh, which, and they, they, they were a comf um, give me comfort yes. about my idea. About my feeling, yes, because I read some books talking about natural culture, uh, and okay, oh, I'm not so stupid. Okay, it it works. Uh, people are talking about this. Okay, they they did experiment this, and okay, it works. So I'm not so stupid. But the the, the very crazy thing is that this is how we always farmed. 
you know, 100, 200 years ago. Yes, yes. All farming was like yes, this. So, yes, so exactly. So it's almost like to have to unlearn, you know, for example, you went to, to study, uh, you know, viticulture at L'Ecole and and you got all this information about oh, chemicals and conventional farming and you had to go, no, I reject all this and I want to take it back to to very simple Yeah, simple, very simple. simple. It's yeah. Because also it's very simple. Okay, I don't get I don't get big crop, big uh, I mean big harvest, but it it's not necessary mm. <laughs> because I yeah it's not necessary and because I don't want to uh, just because I don't want to to uh, change my car every year uh, uh, I have have a big four 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 four. Four by four, yeah. Four by four. Uh, no, I I want I want to have just a simple life, mm-hmm. and and. But this yeah. is what's so fascinating is that in in the model of conventional farming, for example, in Burgundy, yeah. you know they are using fertilizers to to encourage increase encourage growth, but then now going through the vineyards and now cutting fruit. Yes, it makes no sense. And it's like don't don't use fertilizers. Nature will <laughs> will. Decrease the yield yes. of the vine yes. for you. You don't, yes. you know, and 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 it's a much better, balanced, more authentic uh, reduction of yield. Yes, yes, and also just on the harvest every year, I I can see my neighbors, and okay, they got big crop, but they are they have uh, some table, you know, uh, sorting, yeah, yeah, sorting tables. Mm-hmm. And and finally, they reject maybe one third mm-hmm. of the of the crop. Mm-hmm. It's it, it looks for me it looks quite uh, incredible. But then you know? but then you look at your fruit and you say, but 90, 90 plus percent of yeah, my fruit no is mold. perfect. I yeah, no I more. I don't need to reject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no mold, no nothing. Nice or uh, nice um, ripen grapes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ha, um, what uh, what influences did you have as far as the way you wanted to make the wine in the cellar? What influence? Yeah. What what decisions? What what uh, did you? Was it similar as far as the the vigneron you appreciated from a viticulture perspective? You appreciated the way that they were um, making the wine as well. Um. Um, I will say, I would say, uh, I just talk with, with some winemakers, natural, um, almost natural. I mean, organic, at least organic winemakers. And, but I just built, even not in my mind, it was in my heart. I just built in my heart, uh, the idea of, of following the same line. Mm -hmm. Um, even if the line is like this curved line. And but uh, just following the same line as in the vineyard. Yes, I'm trying to uh, to to minim uh, to to get minimal intervention in the vineyard, and and only manual intervention. I don't get any tractor. No, no. <laughs> and and in my heart. Was was the feeling of of following the same line in the cellar? Yes, minimal intervention. Yes, and finally, just because 
I, I was, yes, I was feeling, I don't know how to say exactly, I was feeling that the nature make the wine. Yes. I'm sorry for everybody. <laughs> I, I mean, for all the winemakers, but the nature makes the wine. I, you have to help a little bit with your hands. We have to, oh, <laughs> we have to be the shepherd. Sure. Of course. You know, uh, to, to put the, to put the vines in the best conditions to, to give, to give some fruits. But, but what you are doing exactly is what your daughter is doing now. Yes. She is the shepherd of the, the exactly. young children. Yes, exactly. And giving them enough information and enough yeah. guidance yeah. that they can then find, they have their own understanding and then they, as they grow older, they, they find, uh, their own path with, uh, with, with food and they yeah. understand it's, yeah. uh, that uh, nature is better. Nature provides us what we need if, with some understanding and with some guidance. And yes, with some guidance and also a, a lot of a lot of uh, listening. Yes, you know, listening, uh, listening, and viewing, viewing what hap- what is happening. Yes, and and make make some decisions uh, to 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 guide to guide the vines. Mm, absolutely, and, and then. And then maybe the wine, but I don't, I don't, I don't really guide the wine. You know, I'm just, I'm just pressing the grapes and pour, pour the juice in in um, oak, old oak barracks, bar- barrels, mm-hmm. barracks, and and wait. Yes, because I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. You follow, <laughs> you follow. You don't tell. You follow. I follow. Yeah, I'm smelling, tasting. Yes. Okay, and listening, observing, listening, and that's all. Yeah. But it's it, again, it it's it seems so simple. Yes, but it, it is. is also for most people. I think it's very scary. It's a it's, it is. it's risk. It could so they be. want to control the risk. They want to farm mm. conventionally. They want to make the wines. You know, with machines and with chemicals, because if they do that, they know what they will get at the end. Yeah. But what they get at the end is is not interesting. It's, it's, it's not wine. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's not nature. It's not no. nourishment. No. You know, and so your 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 mother, who was a great cook, oh, yes. she taught you about you know nourishment and 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 good ingredients. And good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and your travels, you know, you, you lived in the forest. You you understood what nature provides. You you are foraging for yourself. Yes. <laughs> so you understood what nature provides. So to to tell nature what it should be is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 observe, you understand, but you allow nature to follow its own path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things you you talked about uh, that you love travel. Uh, do you did you think in your mind that um, to have your wines and to be able to go to other parts of the world to show them? Was this something? Was this just innate? You just like, oh, now I I get to come to Melbourne on this beautiful hot day <laughs> to show my to show my wines. Is this something that you enjoy? Oh yes, very much. And and meeting the people. Yeah. And and from another country and different culture anyway. Different culture. I, I love this, you know. I'm. Uh, I think. I think I'm always learning. Yes. And until the end, I, I will be learning. That's my. That's my way, not my goal, mm-hmm. because I don't want to look at the goal. I want to just follow the way. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. 
fantastic. Uh, Jean-Jacques, JJ, uh, yeah. I want to say thank you very much for making some time. Uh, I know that you are you will be in Australia again for Rootstock in, yes, in, in yes. Sydney. Until the end of Rootstock. Yes, yes. fantastic. So yes. Uh, I do encourage everyone if there are uh, an opportunity to to uh, you, you don't have much wine, but uh, find out uh, find where you can uh, buy some of uh, the JJ Mora wines because uh, they are really um, some of the most exhilarating and authentic wines you can find from Burgundy. Because there is a even though there's not so much Burgundy these days, there are a lot of different producers. But uh, but I, I do encourage everyone to seek out uh, JJ's wine. So thank you very much, oh, and uh, I wish you, wish you the best of luck uh, in the rest of your time okay. in Australia. Thank you. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us on this episode of The Vincast. I have been James Gersbrook, otherwise known as the Intrepid Wino, and I'd love for you to follow me on social media. On Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I'm at Intrepid Wino, and you can also follow the podcast on Twitter, at The Vincast. Uh, please do visit my YouTube channel, Intrepid Wino. Lots of different videos there, including my series called Let's Taste, where I open up Australian and New Zealand wines and share my impressions of them. And some awesome, awesome videos of my previous winemaking experiences. Hopefully many more as the 2018 vintage approaches. Uh, subscribe, leave a comment, uh, like, and share some of the videos. You know the drill. Uh, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast on your platform of choice, whether that be iTunes, Player FM, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, hopefully soon Spotify. Uh, subscribing means you get the newest episode as soon as it becomes available. Uh, and ideally, I'd love for you to leave a rating and review, uh, which obviously gives me some great feedback, but also helps reach your audience uh, and lets the guests know how much you have enjoyed their interviews. Uh, please do get in touch with me via my website, intrepidwino.com. Uh, you can find lots of information there as well, as well as my uh, previous writings and my experiences in the past. Uh, but uh, otherwise, guys, until next time, bye. Earbuds, Melbourne's podcast network earbudsnetwork.com